Hello, good day. This is Eugene Capis of John 1.14 Podcast. The Holy Bible is our greatest tool of experiencing God in our life as it holds testimonies and manifestations of God's unconditional love for us. It is our instrument to learn more about our Catholic faith, allowing us to know God's wisdom, experience Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, making us the Church of Christ for others. The liturgical Bible study is a tool that will surely lead us to this. The LBS is ideally done once a week that would focus on the readings of the upcoming Sunday Mass. It will go through a process of dissecting the Gospel, first reading and second reading, to get the central message of the readings and how it is applicable to our lives. I encourage everyone listening to open their Bible and join us to know more of our faith. So joining us today for the LPS podcast is a very special guest, um, an import, if you, can, if you will say, uh, a missionary volunteer from the Philippines, Carlo Marbida. So good day to you and welcome to John 1.14 podcast. Good day everyone. I'm Carlo Marbida. I'm a full-time missionary for community, Missionary Families of Christ in the Philippines. So it's nice to be here in this podcast. Thank you, Carlo. And also welcome to the podcast. Our brothers and sisters from Canada, from India, from Japan, from New Zealand, from Oman, from Philippines, from UK, from UAE, Uruguay, US, Vietnam, and in Thailand. Let us start with an opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come in your presence. We offer to you our time and ourselves. Open our hearts. Open our minds. Permit us to participate in this liturgical Bible study. We knock on your door of knowledge. Allow us entry to move closer to you. We seek your wisdom and the gift of understanding. We ask for the grace of knowledge. Allow us to focus on the words. Let there be more of you and less of us. Remove from us any feelings of unworthiness. We offer you, in a special way, the people who are listening right now, wherever they may be, whatever situation they may find themselves in. We ask, O Lord, that you allow them to learn with us as they open their Bible and join us in reading and understanding the liturgy. Send your Holy Spirit to empower and enlighten us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So today's text will be taken from the readings of the upcoming Sunday, 25th of February, 2024. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you Alleluia, Alleluia
A reading from the Holy Gospel taken from the book of Mark chapter 9 verses 2 to 10. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Brothers and sisters, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, to you O Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Okay. okay, so we will explore the Gospel text. So we will go into the detail of the text, decoding it verse by verse. So I will facilitate by asking questions, so visualize the text. You, on the other hand, will look for answers from the text or verses that will shed light and understanding on the reading. Okay, so let's do this, Carlo. Sure. Okay, so in Mark chapter 9, verse 2, okay, so who did Jesus took with him to the mountain? So, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. Okay. That, is, that is important. So later we will discuss that one. And on the same verse, so what happened to Jesus in the mountain? Uh, Jesus led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Okay. So let's proceed. On Mark chapter 9, verse 3, can you describe um, the transfiguration? How it looks like? Yeah, so Jesus' clothes become became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's proceed in Mark chapter nine verse four. So, who else appeared and conversed with Jesus? Okay. Uh, Elijah appeared and. Along with uh, to them, along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Okay. Let's proceed in Mark chapter nine, verse five. Mm-hmm. So, what did Peter propose? Uh, Peter said to Jesus, "Rabbi, it is good that we are here." So, uh, Peter proposing to make three tents: one for Jesus, one for Moses. And one for Elijah. So, let's proceed. In Mark chapter 9, uh, verse 
six. So this this Peter knew what he was saying. Yeah, he hardly knew what to say. So they were so terrified. Okay, so he's so confused, right? Mm-hmm. So in Mark chapter nine verse seven. So so where did the voice came from? Uh, then a cloud came casting a shadow over them then from a cloud came a voice okay and, and what did the voice said on the same verse yeah this is my beloved son listen to him and in Mark chapter 9 verse 8 so what happened after so Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. Okay. So, on the next verse, Mark chapter 9, verse 9. So, what was the warning to the apostles? Uh, as they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And on the last verse, so what did the apostles did? So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, I did learn uh, on this one. And then there are really, uh, after we unpack yeah. it, there are so many things that I learned. So let's, now we go back to the, to the verse. And then we ask ourselves, so which um, verse impacted us the most? Okay, so I mean, we're, we're doing this, of course, live, but uh, more live than usual. <laughs> okay, so allow me to, allow me to um, have a first go at it. Okay, so what Im- uh, impacted me? on Mark chapter 9 verse 2 is that one Peter James and John were somehow the not the first disciple yeah. because the first disciple was Andrew yeah. right the the brother of Peter, Peter. <laughs> and somehow the on the on the, that following week Si, si James and si John naman. But somehow, silang tatlo, they were uh, brought, they, silang tatlo, uh, Peter, James, and John, they were the ones that Jesus brought up to the mountains. Mm. Okay. They have somehow a special privilege. Yeah. Inner circle right? of Jesus. Right? Inner circle. Mm. Andrews, Andrews was special mm. because his role was to find his brother mm. Peter. Peter right yeah. so his purpose was already there but Peter has a different purpose mm-hmm. which later on is to continue the church right James and John as well so and sometimes on your inner circle right you you shed some masks right mm-hmm. you 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 show them who you are and that's what Jesus did he transfigured before them showed him his his majesty right 
and that is what struck me on uh, Mark 9 so yung uh, took took them mm. and transfigured before them okay how about uh, you yeah so for me what struck me the most in this gospel reading is uh Yeah, you uh, like what you said, Tito. Yeah, about Jesus transfigured before the the disciples, Peter, James, and John. And then I also like what Peter proposed, no, in this gospel that to to make three tents for Jesus, for one for Moses and one for Elijah. Even if he hardly knew what to say, they are so terrified, no. So, I also struck from the voice that comes from a, ano, from a cloud, no? That's telling, this is my beloved son, listen to him, listen to him. So, for me, it's very important uh, to, to listen as a disciple, yeah, because that's, their role no, as a disciple to listen to their master and it's very important especially every time that Jesus uh, is sharing or teaching something to drop everything to sit down and to listen to him so yeah for me that's a, it's a beautiful message that I uh, received from this gospel to always listen to God Um, I just would like to uh, return back on uh, Mark chapter 9 verse 4 mm-hmm. okay. uh, Peter, James, and John were so privileged mm-hmm. because their eyes was able to see so when, when, we, when we see the word Elijah he represents the prophet mm-hmm. When we see the word Moses, Moses, that is the law. And then Jesus was there. He was the fulfillment mm. of the prophecy mm. and the law. <laughs> so their eyes was able to see it, the alignment of everything in one go. Mm. Right? So Elijah... Moses and Jesus all at the same time right Elijah Elijah on his time what there there was no the Ten Commandments wasn't there right and Moses at his time so he wasn't able to see Jesus okay but on Jesus's time was able to see both of them and allowed his disciples mm. to have an experience the same as him mm. human as they were mm. so it was such a privilege and that transfiguration of Jesus somehow transfigured them as mm. well mm. right because it started with him transfiguring and they knowing by themselves that he is son of mm. god and that 
they are not just following someone, a magician or some sort of wizardry, but he is the son of God. So it made their resolve more stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and uh, also, um, yeah, as you said earlier, there was the voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then comes in not just what they saw, but also what they heard. Mm-hmm. There came an affirmation, an endorsement of sorts from mm-hmm. the cloud. And saying, this is my beloved son. So, it's an introducing right introducing to them someone whom they already knew mm. but giving explicit instruction listen to him mm. three words yeah. right three words listen to him very easy mm. but somehow um, people um uh, try to lose that one first is not listening mm-hmm. second is not to him mm-hmm. <laughs> right so uh, so that's why people somehow becomes lost mm-hmm. yeah there was that reply of, of Peter on, on his on his um, frightened state mm-hmm. that okay he wants because the past the present and the future converge at the same point. Mm-hmm. He wants to be there. Mm-hmm. He wants to build a tent. Mm-hmm. But it is not supposed to be. Yeah. Right? It is not supposed to be. Okay? Because that is why you you cannot take moments for granted. Kasi hindi yun yung intent. You will have a glimpse. Yeah. But you have to bring that. And then it should propel you to reach yung yung goal yung purpose na inilaan para sa'yo imagine if Jesus stayed there then there will be no Calvary yeah. right so so it, it cannot be right so it is it is the starting point of things now on the last part of the gospel There was the warning to the apostles. Yeah. Right? So, ano? Hindi siya para mag-viral. Yeah. <laughs> right? <coughs> you should keep it to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Because, one, they are afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid. Second, they don't know what to do. So, they are taking it in, but they do have questions. Right? They do have questions. Like each and every one of us, we have questions. Mm-hmm. And what rising from the dead meant? There is a question, not for themselves, but there's a question because there are things that they don't understand. Some things that may happen or maybe will happen, but they don't know when because there is somehow uncertainty on things. And people, even to this age, 
are afraid of uncertain things. Yeah. So, may kailangan nila yung may predictions, merong, ano, merong, uh, may trending, may, ano, so, they want to be ahead of things. But no, it will be given to you once you're there. But, they showed obedience. Right? It started with that one. They were given, they were given an opportunity to be with them. It finished with them being obedient. Because in some Gospels, to those, let's say, people whom Jesus cured, said, don't tell it to other people. <laughs> it went viral. Mm-hmm. Right? But to the disciples, they keep it to themselves. And the reason is because they have to really understand themselves first. Right? You cannot give what you don't have. You're, you will be giving empty. Okay. okay. Is there any other thing you would like to add? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, ah, then at this point, at this point, I will uh, ask you, Carlo, to summarize the gospel in your own words. Yeah. Okay. And I'm explaining this to um, our listeners that summarizing the gospel in your own words uh, somehow um, we we tend to carry it personalize it mm-hmm. on the way we understand and and we carry it more longer okay. so that is the intent so would you like to try to uh, summarize the gospel in your own words yeah so basically Tito from what we read uh, Jesus brought the Jesus brought Peter, James, and John to the mountain and he was transfigured before them. And then uh, Elijah, yeah, Elijah appeared to them with uh, with Moses and they were conversing with, with Jesus. And then during the time, uh, Peter proposed to Jesus to make a tent, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Then they also heard a voice from a cloud, no? from the uh, cloud, and then they heard, "This is my beloved son." Then listen to him, and then they're looking around, but they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. Then after that. Uh, when they came down from the mountain, uh, Jesus, uh, they warned them not to relate what they've seen anyone except when the Son of Man has risen from the dead. So, the ending is uh, to, kept, to keep what uh, matters to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. So, yeah, I think that's it. Summary. Summary of the Gospel. Okay, uh, thank you, uh, Carlo, for that uh, short summary. So after this, so we will proceed to the first reading. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter twenty-two. Verses 1 to 2, 9a, 
10 to 13 and 15 to 18. God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son Isaac, your only one whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Then he reached out and took the knife of slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again, the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear myself declares the Lord that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore, your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies. And in your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command, the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Okay. It's somehow, yeah, uh, along. Uh, reading okay but somehow let's try to unpack and learn from it verse by verse okay so in Genesis chapter 22 verse 1 so what did uh, God do to Abraham so God put Abraham to the test that is, and... that is important right so and so he called Abraham but the important thing is what was the reply of Abraham on the same verse? Uh, Abraham uh, said, "Here I am." So, presenting one's self. Okay. Now, then let's proceed on Genesis chapter twenty-two, verse two. So, how did God tested Abraham? Yeah. So God said to Abraham, "Take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love." And go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. Okay. That's somehow... That, yeah, it's a very it's a very difficult test, yeah. right? It's a very difficult test. So, now, let's proceed in Genesis chapter 22, um, verse 9. So, how did Abraham comply? So, when they came to the place of which God had told them, uh, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. 
And and uh, somehow on let's proceed na huh? on verse 10. So what happened afterwards? He reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. Okay. So, right? The, the the drama is really unfolding, right? Yeah. So, let's continue in Genesis chapter 22, verse 11. So, who called Abraham? Uh, the Lord's messenger called him from heaven. This is this is the good messenger, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so he was called again. So, first first is one time. Now it's more urgent two yeah. times right so then he answered exactly the same yeah. okay so what was the uh, messengers on verse on verse 12, 12 Genesis chapter 22 verse 12 what was the message message that the messenger relayed hmm. so the messenger said to Abraham do not lay your hand on the boy do not Do the listing to him. I know how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. Okay, so let's proceed. In Genesis chapter 22 verse 13, so what happened afterwards? So, as Abraham looked about, he spelled a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went out, he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Okay. So, and let's proceed. In uh, Genesis chapter 22 verse 15. So, again, the, uh, who called Abraham for the second time? Yeah, it's the Lord's messenger again. Hmm? Called Abraham from heaven. In the next verse, verse 16, what was the message that Abraham received this time? Oh, the Lord's messenger said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from your beloved son, from me, your beloved son. So, somehow, uh, continue on uh, verse 17. What was the blessing? that Abraham received uh, that uh, he'll be blessed abundantly uh, make uh, his descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore the same time descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies okay so on the last uh, verse so why was Abraham able to receive God's promises uh, all this because he obeyed the commandments okay so uh, that is it for our uh, verse by verse okay now we will try to uh, understand if there are any connections similarities or significant relationships between the gospel and the first reading. Okay. So, allow me to uh, make a first connection. Okay. I just make this smaller. Okay. That we can see more. Okay. 
Um, so, ah, okay. So, on on the gospel, okay, on the gospel on Mark chapter 9 verse 2, right? Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a high mountain. Right? So, he took them there. And somehow, on the test of God to Abraham, uh, that is in Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Right? Take your son Isaac, okay, your only one whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. So, same. There is someone has to go up to a designated height. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and somehow the, the somehow relationship there was a relationship between Jesus and the apostles. Right? They're starting to build that relationship. But here, it's Isaac was his only son, and Abraham is not is not uh, very young yeah. when when he had Isaac, <laughs> right? So to have that challenge and somehow be obedient in that state is is something to behold. Mm-hmm. To add dito, okay. Yes. Okay. So, since you mentioned already the word obedience, I saw it as a connection as well at the end of the gospel and also what I Abraham did. So, in the last part of the gospel, diba, Jesus is warning them not to uh, relate what they have seen to anyone except where the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And for me, uh, it's also uh, uh, the obedience of the disciples to Jesus. And the, in connection in the first reading, when Abraham uh, put to the test, what he did is to what he did is all about obedience to God, no? offering his only son, whom uh, his only begotten son. No, and uh, for me to offer it, no, it's uh, it, it's took so much uh, confidence in the Lord that leads him to really obey the Lord what he wants to wanted to do, no, no, ano man yung gusto gawin ni, ni ni Lord kay, kay Abraham. So yeah, I, I saw the connection between the uh, the two readings about obedience. Okay. Um, there is also one connection um, that uh, I can see related to. There was a voice coming from the cloud. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there was there was uh, that voice, the the 
introduction, introducing someone they already knew, mm-hmm. but it was an affirmation. Listen to him, right? But uh, yeah, but here there was a messenger. Yeah. The messenger was was used, but there is still a voice, right? Uh, but uh, understanding how you are devoted uh, to God. Since, so somehow telling him that okay, you passed the test, you did not mm-hmm. uh, withhold your own beloved son. Okay, so there was that same voice, right, which is in line with uh, what says, "Listen to him." Okay. Yeah, and and somehow, uh, finally, um, one last connection that I can see is that uh, in addition to the obedience that uh, on the last part of the gospel is also that also comes as their reward being part of that circle mm-hmm. that they were able to know it even before it happens although they themselves are confused mm-hmm. right? private to to what is to come They were the first three to know, mm-hmm. aside from Jesus, of course. But and somehow, that is their reward, right? That was their reward for being uh, there, obediently uh, following Jesus. Because at this point in time, they were just starting to follow Jesus, right? <laughs> uh-huh. That's why yeah, January, uh, the, the early Gospels of January is the first disciples and so on and so on. So it's all connected, right? <laughs> and, and now, by, by February, they already went into uh, the, the mountain. Okay, and then they're already part of the inner circle. And somehow, but here on the, gospel, on the uh, reading, um, Abraham had... Um, by not withholding his son by giving offering the first fruit it's like he didn't lose a son but he gained more right and and, and somehow it gives me actually chill after After, I mean, we didn't plan for for the the reading in itself, and 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 it's exactly how it's 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 like it's like reading that was so appropriate for your parents mm-hmm. by by allowing you to be uh, an MB to be a full time missionary mm-hmm. by not withholding you to the mission, and and, 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 and so. Um, fitting, should I say? So uh, then, at this point, so we will proceed to the second reading. A reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the. Romans chapter 8 verses 31b to 34 Brothers and sisters if God is for us who can be against us 
he who did not spare his own son but handed him over for us all how will he not also give us everything else along with him who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones it is God who acquits us who will condemn Christ Jesus it is who died or rather was raised who is at the right hand of God who indeed intercedes for us the word of the Lord thanks, thanks be, be to God, God. okay so somehow the second reading is a uh, balanced it it's a uh, shorter just four verses right but somehow equally uh, uh, impactful so let's try to unpack it verse by verse so on Romans chapter 8 verse 31 so what was the exaltation of uh, Saint Paul to the people of Rome yeah so Saint Paul is telling to the people of Rome to that if God is for us who can be against us also true to this day right yeah. so let's proceed in Romans chapter 8 verse 32 so how was God's generosity described to them he who did not spare his own son but handed him over for us all so how will he not also give us everything else along with him so let's proceed in Romans chapter 8 verse 33 so are God's chosen ones guilty uh, who will yeah who will bring a charge against God's chosen one it is God who acquits us okay. so and uh, finally on the last verse Romans chapter 8 verse 34 so what does Jesus do for us so Christ Jesus died, no, risen, and rise once again, who is now at the right hand of God, who intercedes, who indeed intercedes for us. Okay. So now at this point, so we will um, put uh, connections. connections between the gospel, the first reading, and the second reading. Okay, so allow me to uh, begin. Uh, start the first connection. I will again make it smaller so that we can just. Oh, it's too small. <laughs> okay. So on the. Okay. So there was the. On the gospel, okay, the gospel, uh, there was the transfiguration of Jesus. So he showed his um, God form to people, to Peter, to James, and to John. Okay, somehow as a as a privilege of those early apostles, first early 
of the first apostles and somehow on the uh, first reading um, Abraham was somehow uh, tested tested to show his um, to understand his uh, obedience to um, to God by asking for someone who is whom he loves and that is Isaac his only son and but somehow on the second reading God cannot be outdone in generosity because he himself he did not spare his own son and handed him over for all of us so he will not ask something that he actually did not do right so it's like in his in his God form he asked his son to go there on earth and you save that guy mm-hmm. right so it's a personal god right that that is why personal decision personal faith is important because you believe that if i am the only person in the world god will still come down God will still get crucified just to get mm. and that is important that's important and that is actually faith that, that somehow uh, somehow it it exalts the people but who can be against us what could be wrong but the world is always going on the opposite way the world is telling us no it didn't happen it didn't motion but by faith by faith right the reward is not here right we want to bring along as many as we can on the final destination which is in heaven Whatever we do here, hopefully it can add to that, to our passport going home, yeah. real home. Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, add to it? for me dito the gospel eh, it's uh, God's revelation revealing himself to the apostles to the disciples and uh, uh, what you call this um, he wants to be understood by the disciples parang nagpapakilala siya bilang Dios talaga. And then the first reading, yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's really connected to the gospel. Like uh, the first reading is taken from the Old Testament and the gospel 
in the New Testament uh, about the relationship of a father and son like what uh, uh, Abraham did to when he is tested to offer his only only son who is Isaac and then yeah, like, like what you said Tito uh, God is so uh, really good because before he asked something from us siya na yung unang gumawa eh, like offering his only begotten son Jesus and now asking parang kanina asking Abraham to offer also his his son Isaac so on the second reading uh, I've also realized that God is personally telling me is always enough because if God is with us then who can be against us and then yeah yung, yung message of kerigma yung message of Christ has died Christ is risen Christ will come again and yeah that's for me a beautiful message from this reading assuring that God is always in control God is always with us and God is fighting for us uh, what we need to do is to trust in his process and in his will so yeah beautiful message from this readings and uh, I believe it's also a personal to me as a missionary uh, like what you said a while ago Tito uh, I personally relate to what Abraham did to his only son willing to offer his only son and like what I that's what I also felt when my when I asked permission from my parents to be a full-time missionary it's for me it's their way of offering me to God no? as, a, as a full-time missionary even if there's a lot of uncertainties in the future asking if uh, what will happen in my future as a missionary but yeah God will give us enough grace confidence to do His will even if we cannot really fully understand His plans so yeah, beautiful thank you Tito uh, thank you uh, for that Carlo so yeah I I am actually caught uh, by like transpired today um we we learn yeah from uh from the word as we should but uh yeah the the revelation is, is there okay so i think we are now uh, ready to formulate a one thread message mm-hmm. using the connections of the reading We call this message Hibla or Fiber. The one-thread message or Hibla expresses the unity of the three readings. Um, so, Carlo, so uh, would you like to suggest a thread or Hibla for our LBS? Yeah, so for our one-thread message or Hibla, in all the readings that we've read, all the readings that we've heard, 
for today. Um, listening to God's revelation help, helps us to obey in His plans for our lives. Okay. So, listening to God's revelation helps us to obey in His plan for our lives. So, very timely, Carlo. Yeah. Okay. And then, at this point, so, we will uh, pose a reflection question. So, would you like to um, to suggest the reflection question? Yes. Yeah, so, I think, what are the things in your life right now that is being tested? And then, your number two question, how are you responding to the current challenges in your life? Okay, so somehow, as a twist to the reflection question, um, Brother Carlo, um, um, I will ask you to share an experience related to the reflection question. So, would you... Uh, uh, care to share uh, s- some yeah so uh, coming here in Thailand no? coming here in this mission I put also into the test no? since it's my first time to go here dito. and the same time it's not my first time to go out Philippines but it's my first time to go in Thailand so coming here uh, preparing for this mission I think I have a lot of tests because yeah, uh, I need to ask permi- permission first in my school because I'm studying in masters to if they will allow me to go to to be ano, maging ab- mag-absent for two weeks for this mission and I'm also being tested because uh, new place, new people, new environment and I don't know if they will listen to me if they if I go here in Thailand so I was also challenged coming here uh, in this mission but yeah uh, I surrendered it to God and then yeah, it's my it's my one week here staying in, in Thailand and so far it's so so inspiring and so uh, really I encounter with the Lord every single day through the people and through the of course the 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 experience that I've experienced in this in this mission. So coming here it's also a test for me. And in a personal uh, note ito, I'm also being tested in terms of my my vocation in a way because I'm already 29 and I know that God called me to to a vocation that is married life and I'm still asking the Lord Lord when where who and sometimes uh, it makes me I know it makes me impatient no? to Lord reveal the, the person that you want me to be to be with for the rest of my life so yeah uh, so tumatanda nagkaka nagkakaroon ng question kay Lord and uh, Ano bang another test ito in my life. So, at the same time, I'm also tested in terms of my uh, presence in my family because uh, a lot of times I'm on mission. So, it also, it tests of uh, 
uh, paano na yung parents ko, paano yung mga kapatid ko while on mission, if there's an situation na pwedeng, bad situation na pwedeng mangyari sa kanila, wag naman, ano, pero, uh, yeah, for me, it's a test every time that I will live, uh, I'll be living in my, in my home, in my house, in the Philippines, it's a, it's a test for me to be, uh, to always offer and to always surrender uh, to let everything behind for the sake of the mission that God entrusted me. So, yeah, that's the siguro top three tests that I have right now in my life that is really uh, uh, shaking my my, my, ano, my relationship with yeah, That's it, ito. <laughs> Okay, so thank you for that uh, sharing, uh, Carlo. So we also, of course, we we continue to pray for you, for uh, all the mission volunteers, especially those who who come here. So we always uh, continue to include you on our prayers. Okay, right. So and then uh, okay, so finally. Um, we need to post a live the word challenge okay so this being part of the live the word so we have to post a challenge that's what the the live the word challenge needs to be smart uh, simple measurable attainable realistic and somehow time bound so would you like to propose a live the word challenge uh, for this lbs yeah siguro thank you tito so for our live the word challenge Uh, make a time this season of Lent to really encounter your to experience your personal transfiguration by receiving the sacrament of reconciliation, sacrament of confession. Yeah, I think that's it, Tito. Okay. So, thank you for that. So, at this, so we will pause for a moment of silence. And in closing prayer, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that you allowed us to learn. Thank you for the learnings that we received. Thank you to our guest, Father Carlo Marvida, for being available. Thank you for the gift of technology, allowing to reach further to people who need to hear the liturgy. Thank you to the listeners as they also make themselves available to your grace. Be with us, and we lift up to you our preparations for the coming Sunday service. All of this we pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, word without end. Amen. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So thank you for all uh, those who listen and hopefully we, you will also make time for the upcoming episodes. Peace. Peace.